Jeff Simons, give me your, break it down. You don't like this song? I think this song sucks. <laughs> I don't get this at all. This actually sounds like they're trying to get the equipment to work. Like they're like <laughs> dialing in the, the drum machine, like boom, you think that's good? And they've invited like Manny, who's like somebody's friend, like, hey Manny, you want to hear yourself on the mic? Just go in there and we'll, we'll fuck around with the auto-tune for a minute. Manny's in there like, I'm a da 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 and like all the actual musicians are in the corner like okay what's the first verse and like what are we gonna do second right, like right. they're like getting craft services together okay. <laughs> 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys Privileges, thank you for granting them to me. Uh, Jeff Simons, out you are. How are you, sir? Going fine. It's a little cold. It, it hasn't gotten above 62 degrees for in April. It's it's funny. I've, I've having... gone away from the weather. I've been asking about weather for like 30 years, and I'm like, nobody cares about the weather from a I week ago. I care that it's not very nice <laughs> for, for where I live usually. I have for... missed California boy. Uh, Timmy, your weather's been great, right? Because our weather's been great. It's been lovely. It's been lovely. So enjoy it, fellas, because out here it's a little nippy. We have hey, Timmy, some, uh, I moved. I moved to the lap swim in the outdoor pool. In case hey you're wondering now. how the weather's been. That's big. That is terrific. Very well, welcome nice. to Fifty Years of Music with Fifty Year Old White Guys here on the Music City Podcast Network. Check out the Music City website for all your podcasting needs. Uh, especially with, you know, football season just around the corner. Did you know that? As Tennessee had some spring practices there, Ben? Oh, yeah. Indy attended one as the mayor and met the coach. Oh, that's that's huge. Wait, who's the coach right now? I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, moving right (laughs) along. Uh, I'm sure it'll work out great like the other 10 guys since Fulmer. (laughs) We have... uh, some problems here on the podcast and I, I, I am hesitant to bring them to your attention, but the, uh, the fellows in the marketing department and this is what good management is, Tim, you have to break the news to the talent. You know what I'm saying? That's right. (laughs) Our, our ratings are down, uh, in the last for, for our last five podcasts, each podcast we've put out, has generated fewer downloads than the previous one. Now, is this because we're in the late, uh, you know, we're in the 2010s and 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 it's the Kanye West show from Ben Barton? Uh, is that what's <laughs> oh, bringing me down? under the bus, Timmy? I oh, see. Oh, but oh. here, here's what we have to do. We have, we have two options before us. Jeff Simons, are you ready with song number one? Yes. This is option number one for our podcast. Go. I can't believe you didn't choose old-time rock and roll. You're not doing it right, Timmy. You're I not doing it right. Song. Wait, not yet. Not yet. It's a good Bob Seger. Do I have to keep playing this? At least to his voice. She stood there bright as the 
sun on that California coast. Okay. So option number one is we reach out to the OGs, the fans from the early days, the beginning, and we celebrate 2018 as the 40th anniversary of the release of Bob Seger's Hollywood Nights. <laughs> and those fans come clamoring back to us. Or option number two, Jeff Simons. What's option number two? Oh, the other song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Work with me here. By there way, were option lots number of two songs. off to a bad start. Sounds no like way. it's Hollywood Nights. No wonder people are dropping us. You call me all friendly, telling me how much you miss me. That's funny. I guess you've heard my songs. Well, I'm too busy for your business. Go find a girl who wants to listen. Cause if you think I was born yesterday, you have got me wrong. So I cut you off. All right. Option number two, we pander to the kids. And we have a Dua Lipa corner every single podcast from here on out. And we try to get the young listeners into the podcast. Uh, Which one? What do you say? I say option three. Which is know thyself and people shall return. People are just taking a little, they're catching up. It's so much great content all the time, <laughs> every week. We bring it every week. We don't have, we don't have people sloughing off. We have people right. who, are, who have downloaded and need to absorb, who will, like, who will come back. I have, no, I have no fears. They could be listening over and over again to the same podcast. That's right. to, They're to just take lost better notes. in 1979. And okay. They'll, they'll find us. Okay. Hey, two notes, Timmy. Number one, yes. when we return, we're going to start again in 1969, and That's that'll correct. bring them back. That'll be better. Um, okay. And then also, second, just tell the marketing department, Jeff and I are willing to take a pay cut. Like <laughs> That's if they want to. Okay. If they want to cut my pay by 50% even, that'd be fine. Okay. I'll just I'll be happy to take that loss for the artistry. For That's the good. artistry. I, I will take one percent less than Ben takes as a pay cut. Okay. So if he takes 50, I'll take 49. But I'm willing to go, I'm willing to go almost. I think that's fair because Jeff is the star. I think we should just go ahead and recognize that Jeff's the star. That's good. That's good. Maybe get you guys out. Four, of course, is that the fans are wrong and that we we get better and more artisanal and they you know that just fine <laughs> also the, the one audience. five was that the artisanal? one with the wilco guy or was that the one with uh your buddy i mean like that was probably one where we had a guest oh so you think he's led us down this this path no i mean i think when the, we have people a, are like we oh. have a famous comedian who's on bob's burgers then we have more downloads and then uh, when we don't you know it's just us <laughs> yeah I thought you were saying the opposite. I thought you were like, streamlined away from the guests. Michael oh, Jorgensen no killed that us. That was not what I believe me. That was not what I meant. All right, we got to stop diluting well, the talent. We are in 2018, and we have to hear the Grammy winner for 2018. Uh, and this is an incredible song. Yeah, Jeff I got Simon. some good news for you, fellas. Yeah, it's the Grammy winner. This is America. By Childish Gambino. We just want to party. 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 
you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Let's go. I, I mean, I'm all in on Childish Gambino. With this song, with this video, my mouth just dropped. And that's when I was like, who is this guy? What is he all about? Ben, you were already on to him years before. What did you think when you saw this video or heard this uh, song? It's really over the moon about this song. Like, I can't describe how much I love this song. The two parts of it are so intense. Ooh, yes. Um, where he brings like the super chipper, happy version of the African-American experience and then just drops the bass like yeah. just in the most brutal way. And the first words out of his face are, this is America. Like in case you were wondering what it's like, this is what it's like. Oh, just amazing. Yep. Best, best music video of all time? Yes. That's a great yeah. one. I like that. Yes. I'll have to, I'll have to chew on that. Maybe, or Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue. <laughs> For, for like achieving the essence oh of the dude song. i thought for sure i've been re-listening to some all the episodes i thought for sure you're gonna choose express yourself by madonna <laughs> for me that was a seminal yes that was big that was big that, well, that sped I, my I mean, that sped my maturation up by at least six months just the first time i saw that video good god so um, what i what i do in America, i don't know about you guys i taught this video in my class like me I too example of non-linear uh storytelling and of course it touches on seven or eight seminal african-american texts it's really it's really great it's really and it's not it's what i love about it most of all is that it, it is provocative without being irresponsible which is hard to do in four minutes like it is it is really hard to watch every time it is stuff's going on all over the place it takes four or five watches to really figure out everything he's trying to say right and none of it is sensationalistic and out of place I, it's just it's just awesome i was so impressed it's such an intense move for him career-wise too you know what i mean intense. like the, the yeah. record that i chose is a is a rap record basically and then he's got a funk record and then he comes back with this as a standalone single for really no yeah. reason at all he's just like oh i was interested in that and then he told the this is america tour launches from from this like yeah. he just takes a full left turn from the funk record again like he just continues to reinvent himself uh, Jeff, did you go right to Invisible Man when you saw this video? Yeah, totally. That and uh, the, the Charleston sh the shooting in Charleston. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much Invisible Man going on. Ross, the exhorters in the background. But there's yeah. other stuff, too. Like, I mean, I haven't I haven't watched it recently, but, you know. And there are there are dozens of terrific critiques of the video frame by frame online. I'm not saying anything. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched that. I should probably covered. dig into those. That'd be neat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is America. I'd also like to, I hate to interrupt the eggheads, but yeah. he could dance. He yes, can he can. Dance. Holy He smoke. can sing, he can rap, he can dance. Yeah. Like, wow. I hate to interrupt the eggheads. <laughs> All funny. right. Well, moving into the rest of 2018. So here's my problem. Um, I, I do not want our podcast to become a, a Trump rant. So these are news stories. This is not me ranting. Fair? Uh, there's Look, a government let's just say up front that Trump wasn't perfect, Timmy. 
Okay. I'm here to admit that maybe not every decision he made was the best decision he could have made. There, is that, the, with that the, caveat, okay. you can share some news. <laughs> These were things we were thinking about observing in 2018. The, uh, the government shutdown, uh, Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation, Stormy Daniels, uh, Trump and, and Kim Jong-un. We talked about Kim Jong-un's brother last week, and, and then it was Trump uh, going and shaking and hands. And then this week, it's his brother from another mother. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And then um, kind of the, one of the most disturbing stories of the year was the Jamal Khashoggi assassination in the, um, in the embassy in Turkey, which... Oh, and like, just assassination is, you have to say dismemberment. Yeah. yeah. Like, like they... Ritualistic assassination. They went in yeah. there with the bone saw and the man did not come out as he went in, shall we say. So- you know, it's so funny. Last week when you were doing the news, for the first two or three, I was like, man, I feel like that just happened. Yeah, <laughs> because it did just happen. It just like, happened. I'm still in the framework where you're like going to start doing news and my, my sad little tired brain's like, try to remember one thing, try to remember right. one thing. I was like, I know all this stuff. This is amazing. It's like, this is like all fresh. Well, and I would I'm love still adjusting to the 2018 news. I report. would also love to flush it out of me and not feel such tension when I hear things. So let's, let's move on. Um, well, $1.54 billion mega millions jackpot winner in 2018. This one person winning $1.54 billion was from South Carolina selfishly speaking don't think about world peace first thing you do, do for yourself when you win 1.54 1.54 billion dollars uh jeff selfishly speaking it's all about you i'm gonna oh i have to do something with yeah, the money yeah. what are you yeah. gonna spend it on what are you gonna do uh, i don't know I, right. I'm not that. We'll I'm a terrible person to ask this question. I'm so boring. All right, uh, Ben Barton. So first, they don't actually give you the money. I have to get the money oh and everything else. So but I'm sorry to bring you down, Timmy, and I know I won't. <laughs> Second, it actually doesn't make you happier. Studies show that lottery winners are less happy five years after they win the lottery than they were. Yeah. Huh. Third, with all I'd of that be, being said, I'd, I'd be willing I put to be in a, a pool in my backyard. Okay. And because I don't have a pool. And, but okay. I don't put water in it. I fill it with money and I do the <laughs> Uncle Scrooge McDuck backstroke in the freaking money. That's why you ask Ben first. I literally was trying to figure out if I pay off my house or I pay off the student loan. Like I was like, what would be more satisfying uh, in a check? I'm the worst at this game. I think I would have someone come in and, and complete the ceiling. I think no, that's keep it as do. it is, Timmy. The, tr the torture basement should stay as <laughs> that's is. Actually, the second thing Ben would do with his money is buy you a new ceiling. <laughs> no way. I'd buy him like a little gimp mask so we can hang out there, there and look good. <laughs> God. All right. Let's go. Uh, you know, to those of you, those of you watching at home through the magic of audio, cannot see that Tim's got a collage behind him that actually has an, a beautiful mind style shards of pictures. <laughs> like you've really got crazy guy going tonight. Like unfinished ceiling, random sheet with like a collage on it. Like, hey, by the way, May fifth, 
May 5th, we're going live, people. So don't forget to tune in. Uh, my son was making fun of us because he's like, well, how are you going to do it? I'm like, well, we'll just send out the Zoom link. He's like, boomers. I'm like, wait, what? He started talking about like uh, Discord or I don't know, Tinder. I don't know what he was talking about. But apparently he's not talking a- about Tinder unless you're doing a very bad job. <laughs> Discord, we could use Discord, actually. He's right. That'll be good. I'll get the tech people right on that. All right. Yeah, we'll get the tech department. May 5th, people. It's going to be a lot of fun. Right now, let's go to the number one hit of 2018. It's the number one hit. God's Plan by Drake. Yeah! My guy! Your boy, Mumbledy Peg Jones. I love this one. I've been moving calm, don't start no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful is a struggle for me. Don't pull up at 6 a.m. to cuddle with me. You know how I like it when you loving on me. I don't want to die for them to miss me. Yes, I see the things that they wishing on me. Hope I got some brothers that outlive me. They gon' tell the story was different with me. God's plan. God's plan. I hold back, sometimes I won't, yeah. I feel good, sometimes I don't, hey, yeah. I finesse down Western Road, hey, next Might go down to G-O-D, yeah, wait yeah. I go hard on Southside G, yeah, wait I make sure that no- Uh, Jeff Simons, give me your- Break it down, you don't like this song? I think this song sucks. <laughs> I don't get this at all. This actually sounds like they're trying to get the equipment to work. Like they're like <laughs> dialing in the, the drum machine, like boom, you think that's good? And they've invited like Manny, who's like somebody's friend, like, hey, Manny, you want to hear yourself on the mic? Just go in there and we'll, we'll fuck around with the auto-tune for a minute. Manny's in there like, and like all the actual musicians are in the corner like, okay, what's the first verse? And like, what are we going to do second? Right, and like, right. They're like getting craft services together. God okay. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds to like, like the shards of the warm up that just to make sure the shit was had electricity before an actual person makes a song. I don't get this so much and it bugs me to no end because everybody loves this and I think it's just not just okay. bad okay. but like unlistenably hilariously trashy. Okay. Drop mic. Ben there are people in our audience who might not be hip hop fans who might not understand the difference between this is America and God's plan. Can you make the argument though, that there's artistry in both there's musicianship in both. Yeah. First, I <laughs> I'm the recommend idiot. The, the I'm best the, drink, the best Drake song for 2018 is in my, my feelings. I like that a lot better than God's plan. It's more uptempo and it's more fun and it's better. That being said, God's plan is freaking great. I mean, there's a bunch, like the, the Drake is in like absolute peak Drake in 2018. I really, really like that song. Um, I like the mumbling. I like the weird, like the, the backtrack where it's like uh, all looping on top of itself. I dig it. Okay. And, and, and there are 7 billion plays of this song. I am the idiot. That's part of what annoys me is like, there's way too many people whose opinion I respect who like this for me to be correct. But I mean, I have tried. I have like, hey, I, have play, had, play I have made Drake effort 
and play 30 feelings. seconds of in my feelings in okay. my feelings because kiki do you love me I want you, and i need you and i'm down for you always so much better but the new me is really still that part real me i swear you gotta feel me before they try and kill me they gotta make some choices they run it out of options because i've been going off and they don't know when it's stopping it yeah, better but not still like i, I love still that think, one i still think he's like I can't. I'm done. But you I've like him as a Toronto Raptors fan? Sure. Okay. What about, did you see the video for God's Plan? The video is uh, no. great. Oh, He's giving away the money video, and Jeff. people are happy. And that was really why that's the, I mean, it's not the best song on this record. It's, right. not, it's like the third best song on this record. All right. Take, take your word for it, man. It's a lost cause. We'll put up a uh, 50 Years of Music poll on Twitter and see what our audience thinks of Drake. That should decide it. All right. It's decided. I, I'm not defending myself. I'm just being real. Not unlike our boy Drake. No, Speak I think Ben's revealed that he's fake as hell and still good. But. Speaking of real, California adopts uh, marijuana uh, as a legal recreational drug. Uh, any, How about that? Any regrets, Jeff Simons? I mean, no, not yet. Okay. We're doing well in California. I mean, um, I guess I, 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 there's a definite uptick in the smell of pot smoke when you walk around my neighborhood, um, which when you're walking your 60 year old to get ice cream is, a, you know, maybe a minor annoyance. But so far, it's it hasn't really hasn't changed anything dramatically where, where I am at all. Well, 2018, unfortunately, also saw some terrible wildfires uh, not oh. too far away from you, like whole communities destroyed yeah that correct? was catastrophic and awful and uh impacted many of the families of the where i teach and friends at uh at schools up there like had 40 percent of their student bodies uh lose their homes completely Golly. raised to the ground i mean it was just be it, it was catastrophic is the only yeah. word for it is this just the awful. new normal scientists I mean, that's what they say. There, there was a big article and story today. Like it could be the worst. It could be our worst season yet. There was almost no rain, oh God, and it's already up. dry as hell. Yeah, they're really worried about it. So. Oh, all right. Well, uh, Ben Burton, you're gonna have to indulge me uh, for a second because you know how Jeff Simons has had a tough year. Um, yeah. You know, professionally, he's had to do a lot of extra things at work. Um, He's had a couple really sad songs in the last two podcasts. So, so Jeff's been a little down. Things are looking up to this week though. So Jeff Simons, let's indulge you and your NBA champion Golden State Warriors in 2018. What what was your favorite part of that run? What's your favorite part of that team? My favorite moment of all time is my favorite sports. I've decided this is my number one sports moment. It's two-thirds of the way through the regular season. Okay. And the year we're trying to repeat, and we're in Oklahoma City, and this is when Durant is still on OKC, and uh, it's back and forth all night. They go up by nine. We tie it. They go up by eight. And uh, Curry, they, they miss a shot to take the lead. It's a tie game. Curry oh, is this where he hits, like, the up. half court? He, can he, uh, <laughs> he's coming up the court, and uh, – What's his face? Just thinking, they're not calling timeout. And he crosses half court and pulls up in a in a hot in a hostile gym, 
from behind the hash mark. I mean, well, buries, it was like two steps over half court. Yeah, and with a guy in his face contesting yeah. the shot, buries the three. Curry for three! <laughs> bang! Bang! Oh, it's by Curry! And there's 0.3 seconds left, and the whole building is deafeningly loud in shock. Like, it's like, they're not cheering. They're just all going, <gasps> and Curry's <laughs> dancing around. And I, I turned to my family and said, I have never loved a sports team more than I do in this moment. Oh. And I never did. That's it. That's the high point. I've, I have watched that shot again on YouTube. Oh, a hundred times. I really, that was my moment. ESPN did a great, so ESPN did a great little gimmick where they took a, a photo and blew up like the faces of different people, like circled yeah. them. Like, look at this reaction. So fun to watch everybody's reaction. Like, no, go guard him. I don't care if he's at half court. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's over. Well, I appreciate you. that. That felt really good. You're right. Yeah. I, I feel like I just like, Drank a glass of orange juice. Thank you. Appreciate All right. That. And before we get to our three songs, I want to give you guys homework. Uh, next week, we've done a lot of top threes over the course of our podcast, but I've never asked you this question. So this is something for you to think about for next week. I want you to give me your top three concerts you've ever seen. And I figured that's going to be a, a tough one to kind of uh, think through and, and, and kind of break down. So you got a whole week to process it. Is that because it. you've been to three concerts? That's no, correct. That's sure. right. I love the Beach Boys. Uh, so top three That's perfect. favorite concerts ever. And before we get to our three songs, just off the top of your head, what's a concert that got away from you? Who is there an artist or a band where you're like, oh, you know, I wish I had seen them. You know, we're not talking Beethoven, something like that you could have perhaps conceivably seen is there an artist or, or maybe it's an artist that you're like, I have to see this person in the next five years. I never saw Prince. Oh, do I, what do I, I've seen Prince. I know. Oh, I'm, just, I'm so super lame. Sorry. I never saw Prince. Oh God. That's a gut punch. All right. Jeff Simons. Um, there's a lot of people I wish I'd seen it and didn't. Um, uh, no, I can't. I, there's not one off the top of my head. Give, um, did you I'll, I'll tell the, you next week. Did you ever see The Clash? Yeah. You did? In, uh, in uh, 85, but not the real. That's actually, that's the one I never right. saw. The, the Clash opened for The Who in 1982, and my parents wouldn't let me go. That's the one. Because The Clash I saw was, um, was like all the Without. replacement guys and, and not the same thing. So have, that was the one. Have you unpacked that with your parents? Maybe that's a different podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that seems like a tough. I just, I, I, I have my therapist to work with. The Clash right with the Who and Jeff yeah. Simons wasn't allowed to go. I know it's weird, right? I you know what's funny is the first band on the on the bill was Santana. I can't imagine how that went for him. Yeah. it went Santana, <laughs> The Clash, The Who. That just <laughs> that must have been a rough forty-five minutes for Carlos. All right, let's go to our three songs. Our three songs. Um, this <laughs> is America is the song of the year, but I'm not going to pick it because we've already talked about it. Um, so I'm going to use this year to talk about one of my all, my very favorite new artists um, who I could have picked a couple of years ago. But I'm going to spend uh, my couple minutes giving some love to Courtney Barnett, 
Courtney Barnett is a rock and roller from Australia. Uh, I first became aware of her when she put out a couple of EPs in the United States. And I was first drawn to her because the first song title I saw was a song called Avant Gardener, which I just thought was a hilarious uh, little joke. Um, turns out she's the second coming of Chrissy Hind in a lot of ways. Um, she's, uh, she's a left-handed uh, guitar player and I love everything about her. She's a really good guitar player. Like she plays dynamite rhythm. I love her lead playing. It's the kind of like rough and tumble, uh, genuine rock and roll guitar playing uh, that I love. And she's super great at it and authentic. I love her songwriting. The songs are compelling. They have great melodies. Um, I love uh, that she tours primarily as a trio with a drummer and bassist. And it's the same two dudes since she first broke in 2013. So she's had the same rhythm section for nine years and counting. There's no way she's not a terrific person if she's got the same band behind her after nine years, going from nobody to, to internationally known artists. So that speaks very highly of her. Um, I, she's quirky and funny and weird in interviews. She's kind of elliptical and self-deprecating. And I think she's just beginning to discover her qualities as, a, as an artist. Um, I, you know, I just, I have high hopes for the next record. I think she's a hard worker. Uh, and is trying to write better and better songs. Um, and she's a wonderfully authentic rock and roller uh, in a very gendered landscape. Like she, it's, uh, you know, I, I, Courtney Barnett is one of those people that I'm sure some people are like, well, how about that? A female rock and roller. But uh, uh, I, I just think she, uh, she inhabits that space with uh, electricity and an authenticity that, uh, transcends all the old kind of expectations of who fronts a band and who's the lead guitar player and who's the singer. My song from her from 2018, my favorite song is from, and it's from the record called Tell Me How You Really Feel, is a song called Nameless Faceless, which has this wonderfully fall down the stairs descending guitar thing to start. Um, and then it lopes into this great little shuffle. It has three basic sections. It has this weird little intro and then this very kind of loping along verse that takes you off guard before she just kicks in the distortion pedal and quotes one of Margaret Atwood's most memorable lines. Uh, men are afraid that women will laugh at them and women are afraid that men will kill them. Um, but Courtney Barnett, and, and then the, the next line is, I keep my keys between my fingers. And so it's a song about gender. It's a song about patriarchy and violence and protection. But Barnett's version of it, talking about the people who slag her on the internet and the people who, who question her authenticity as a rock and roller because she's female. Uh, she does all that, but she does it all with like a shrug and a smile and, uh, and, an, and even like a, I mean, inclusive is the wrong word, but like she's exasperated, not angry. And because of that, there's space for every like-minded person at the party. I saw her at Bonnaroo, bingo. Uh, and it was the best, one of the best shows I've saw in the last five years and one of the best moments I've had because she came to, I was right in the front, thanks to Mr. Barton. She came down to high five a few people and the person next to her gave her something and then she, and she reached out her arms to give her a hug, but she kind of did it to me by accident because she was kind of half paying attention. And so I, I put my arms out like, are 
we gonna hug? And she and I like looked at each other. She just laughed and she gave me a big hug for like no reason whatsoever. And it was just one of those like- You got a I residual just, hug from I Car did. Courtney Barnett? <laughs> and I'll note it, nice... was, it was pre-pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, it was okay, less good. weird then. <laughs> it was less weird, but it was just like, she'd seen me in the front. Like I was sopping with sweat from dancing along. And uh, it was just like one music fanatic to another. So name, Nameless Faceless by- uh, from me, the super fan of Courtney Barnett. Nameless Faceless by Courtney Barnett. Me of uh, Blondie. Oh, that's interesting. It's, I feel like it's a little, um, you say little Chrissy less Hine. polished, a little less uh -huh. polished than Blondie, a little more uh, distorted up. But I can hear that comparison as but well. But that little yeah. playfulness at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Good. Also, stuff. like it's it's her it's her back it's her live touring band on the record, and just that her level of commitment to the people who have obviously been Love with it. her for a long time. Uh, Go Courtney. Yeah, good stuff. I think her accent, her accent is super likable. And uh, she, she lays it on maybe a little thick. I don't know. But I mean, she, she's the, the accent really, really, really works for the material for sure. I dig her guitar playing and I like her songwriting. Um, so, and I agree. I was at, I was at that show at Bonnaroo and she was great. And uh, I dig this one. What it's not my it? favorite. Like the, 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 the first, the double EP, whatever that was called. The first one is my favorite, but yeah. I do, I do like her work. So you the, know, and she the, has the best song about swimming in a pool that I've ever heard. She has that song Aqua Profunda, which is about <laughs> swimming in a lane next to somebody and she thinks they're flirting, but they're not. But she can't <laughs> tell because she has goggles on. It's like <laughs> two minutes long. and It's, it's really funny. You should check uh, it out. Man. The WP was called A Sea of Split Peas. Yeah. yeah. My favorite and, is Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes, sometimes I Just I Sit. Just sit which is the first full length record. That's my favorite, but this is good too. And I, I, I have high hopes. I think there's a, there's a, a really great record waiting to be written by her that hopefully we'll get in the next, hopefully we'll get it before we get the next Lord record. You know? Oh, well, but did you guys like the fact that there's a <laughs> yeah. Twitter handle? Like when is Lord going to, I didn't like record. that he was listing all of the Taylor Swift records though. That's not okay. That guy's got to be more supportive. Yeah. Our gal he... gets to take her time. She's an <laughs> yeah. artist. She can do her thing. Yeah, I you should be comparing. Uh, all right, Bed Barn, what do you have for 2018? My gal, Casey Lee Musgraves. Yeah. Oh, right. 1988 in Golden, Texas. And when she's 18, she moves to Austin and she's trying to make it as a singer-songwriter in Austin. 
She gets signed to a little tiny Austin independent label and she's kind of puttering around with them from 2018. She eventually gets signed to Warner Brothers and she puts out her first record. And uh, um, first, first record's first single is Merry Go Round, uh, which is not my song, but it's Georgia's, my daughter Georgia is a Casey Musgraves fanatic. So Merry Go Round is her second favorite um, Casey Musgraves song. Then the third single from the record is um, Follow Your Arrow. So this record comes out in 2013. George was born in 2003, so she's 10. So there's a couple of things about Follow Your Arrow that really just hit Georgia in the right spot. First, she's really like, a, even for a 10-year-old kid who loves to read, super into Greek mythology, and in particular, yes. Artemis. Yes. The goddess Artemis was her favorite. I still, to this day, and I just predict until the day I die, when I see a full moon, I will say my outside voice, Artemis hunts tonight, because that's how much Georgia loved Artemis. And when I point out the moon, she would be like, yes, she does. She does hunt tonight. So the follow your arrow was perfect as Artemis hunted with a bow and arrow. Georgia okay. dressed up as Artemis, like, I don't know, 9, 10, and 11. She had the same uh, Halloween costume with an actual bow and arrow and the toga right. and everything. So badass. Go, Georgia. Anyhow, the song Follow Your Arrow is, is a great, great, great song. The verses are all about hypocrisy. It's like if you sit in the front row of the church, you're too religious. Sit in the back row, you're going to hell. If, if, you're, if, like, if you can't lose the weight, then you're just fat. If you lose too much, then you're on crack. Like that's the <laughs> verses of it. The chorus, Follow Your Arrow, though, is like, um, follow your arrow, do your own thing. And humorously, it also says, um, roll yourself a joint, I would. That's in the chorus of it. And my daughter's 10 years old. And she's like, I love this song. I'm like, sure, okay. that makes sense. <laughs> like I'm seeing the future right here, but sure. <laughs> Anyhow, Georgia, her whole life, has been a and I mean literally like and actually both of you guys are, are parents so you'll you'll dig this uh-huh when your child is two they're 50 percent there like you can see, it's not they're not done but you're like oh there's a bunch of stuff here that's hardwired that I'm going to see their whole lives you know what I mean yeah and then when they're 10 it's like they're 65 percent done like there's more to come but you can really spot the little adult in there and Georgia her whole life has been a follow your arrow person she's just done her own thing Thing, followed her own passions been interested in that she's interested in so she just loved this record loved that song we went and saw um casey musgraves on this tour and the tour lasted forever just like we saw her in 2015 in knoxville the record comes out in 2013 this is how much georgia loved casey musgraves and how much i as a spillover effect love casey musgraves in 2016 we went to go see a christmas concert following on her christmas record Oh and Jeff will know my feelings oh about an artist's Christmas record. A lot of Christmas I do not have warm feelings for it <laughs> at all. But I was like, F it. You know, whatever. Case, whatever Casey Musgraves puts out, Georgia loves it. I'm in. The whole family went. We went and saw her. And actually, weirdly, like there was, I don't know, 45 minutes of Christmas material. The rest was great. <laughs> so her second record is not as good as her first record. And her okay. second record, and then then her second record's followed up by a Christmas record, and I was oh, like, God. "We're like warning signs are flashing." Yeah. Here, when her first record comes out, she's a year older than Taylor Swift, and there's a lot of pressure on her to move from being Taylor Swift to become Taylor Swift, right? Like she she put out this great country record, and it had some cool like social messages on it about being gay and smoking pot, and um, also some like you know, living in a trailer park stuff. And they uh, were like, oh, on, move on. on. 
Oh, hold on. You did not tell us the name of her Christmas album. What is it? <laughs> it's a very Casey Christmas. Yes, indeed. Uh, you uh, can see why F, I might that's be worried. F minus title. <laughs> you can see why I might be worried. Anyhow, right. she declines Sorry, to ahead. follow the Taylor Swift route, which I thought was super brave. She was like, I don't want to be a pop star. Okay. I want to keep doing the thing. But sadly, her second record is not as good. And it's uh, honestly, it's a little bit repetitive. Like her first single is called Biscuit. And it's mind your biscuits and life will be gravy. It's the same thing as follow your arrow. And the second record is, I think, called the second single is High Time. And it's a bunch of songs about getting high in the first one. It's really kind of repetitive of the first one. And it's not as popular. And she was on a Christmas record. Then I'm like, like, I don't know, man, this might be it for her. So she takes another two years. She's recording her next record. The, the Golden Hour comes out in 2018. This is the year. I'm on the Casey Musgraves train. The, the day it comes out, I buy it. I don't even care. I'm like, it could stink. I don't care at all. I put on the first song, Slow Burn. And I was not 30 seconds into the first song. We have a family group text before I texted the India and the girls. And I was like, Casey Musgraves made the jump. She made the jump. She made yeah. the jump. And I was like, you got to get this. You got to hear, you got to hear Slow Burn. She's made the jump. She's made the jump. She made the jump. Um, <laughs> this record's amazing and beautiful. This song, her guitar work, like the rhythm guitar part on this is so spectacularly pretty and gorgeous. The, the song, she pulls back. She like goes, the song is called Slow Burn and it's a nice slow one. And it's like, she's setting the mood again. She's like, listen, I don't need to meet your expectations. I'm just going to be myself. I can't describe like the growth of this artist and how much I love this particular song. And actually, this is this is how much I love the song. It's like four minutes and 20 seconds. I listen to it all day today trying to figure out where to start and end it because there's so many parts of this song that I love. I just decided, Jeff, just start at the beginning and go through the chorus. You'll get the idea. It's amazing. Slow Burn by Casey Musgraves. Pretty guitar work. Yeah, it actually reminds me of Sean Colvin. Yeah. The first second that I heard it, it's like Sean Colvin slowed down. And as soon as I heard, like the, literally the first, before she started singing, I was like, oh, I am in, in, in. All the way in on this sound. Like I was just so thrilled. And um, so, so she wins album of the year 
Yeah. But then she also wins country album of the year. Yeah, totally. And she's Which, like still like she decided not to do the Taylor Swift thing. She is not a pop act at all. Right. That being said, she moved into this like like um, she's she's in this like and you'll see my next three choices are all this. She's in this like female singer songwriter working in the ghosts of Joni Mitchell. Right. Like, playing out what that sounds like. And um, this will hurt Jess' feelings, but I find that space, there's so much more room for artists than there is like in re-exploring punk music or rock music. Like there's just a lot more to be done in that space. And this just kicked it off for me. I just love it. Well, River guys... Run is available everywhere. For your... <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, except for when you're doing it. River except Run. I'm doing that. I'm, I'm doing a whole other thing. Doing... Yeah, this song's fantastic. Um, and uh, I saw Casey Musgrave with Ben and Bonnaroo. And it was oh, one dude. of the all time. Like, I mean, I just, it's the middle of the afternoon and the sun is, it's like sun's down enough that it's not too hot. And we're right up front and we're just surrounded by the most excited audience. And they come out and. and, and by the way, including me, like one of the great <laughs> things about Bonnaroo yeah. is. When like so we we like it's the uh, it's the shittiest stage. It's the witch stage, which is the big one. And when it's a noon show, it's completely unacceptable. It's so hot. Yeah. This one was like six thirty when the sun yeah. was going down, and we That's were lucky. Perfect. It was a good year. And the first song was slow burn, and it was yep. like one of those ones where like I'm talking to the people around me who I don't know at all and are all stinky because it's Bonnaroo on a Saturday, and I was like, yeah. you think she do slow burn? You think she do slow burn? And the, and, the, <laughs> the, the, and it's like the first it's like, well, you know, she opened the entire the first half of the tour was all slow burn to open, but then she moved to Love Is a Wild Thing. Sometimes she now does slow burn. I hope she does. And I was like, but I'm with you. Like, I look at the stupid set list too. I really want it. I want it. And she came out there with the first song. And then and then all 20 of us are all hugging each other. It's oh, all yeah, high totally. fives and nugs. And then she released a thousand giant bouncy earth balls. Yeah. And just the, the, the sky is full of these slow floating and we're knocking them around and everybody's singing and hugging and, and, uh, it was just like, it's just one of those moments where like, it, you know, there's a reason human beings like to get together. Yes. And, uh, and this was one of them. And so this is one of my all time, like it's one of my all time top 10 concert moments. I mean, it was just, it was beautiful in the truest sense of that word. It was all just right. great. This is your second Bonnaroo hugging story of the night. My God. Might have to There's be a, a lot new of hugging category. at Bonnaroo. It's a good spot for me. hugging for sure. It, it really is a is. good spot. It is. Oh, wow. Good stuff. All right. So I need to get on the, the Casey Musgraves train because I, I, I have not listened to a lot, but that sounded great to me. I'm going to start with that album. Ben? Oh, I recommend yeah, that's great. I, I anticipate big Tim Plain love for the All Casey right. yeah. Well, her two. 2019 album the casey musgraves christmas show sounds pretty good as well Sorry. second christmas album Sorry. it's a problem <laughs> that, that, that's a habit she needs to break okay uh all right well nice job gentlemen uh two great uh two great uh female performers Try. right there i am uh not gonna continue uh in that direction this is not gonna be the year the woman part due instead for 2018, as I as I was filled with rage because I would read uh, the New York Times and the Washington Post every day, and I really shouldn't have, uh, I, I, an album came out that really fit with my rage. 
Rabbit's Revenge by Tom Morello. That's a verse right there. Is that Big Boy? I think Killer Mike. Is that Killer Mike? I thought Killer Mike was Killer Mike. Dang. I have the benefit of the video, so I can. Oh, thank you. I can. Nice job. Well, I thought it was Killer Mike too. I don't. That is Killer Mike. (laughs) Flex. So what is? Can we just have a quick uh, Tom Morello powwow? Like, yeah. The worst show I've ever seen in my life is Tom Morello's solo acoustic. Yes. I think I'm Woody Guthrie. He I did saw, that. He did that here in West Asheville. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I, like, like, honest to God, like, I could not believe how bad he sucked. Like, right. Tom Morello is a interesting musician who invented a whole guitar sound and is the principal guitarist in a groundbreaking, interesting rock band. And he came with that, like, this machine kills fascists. I'm going to sing a couple of tunes, and I, right. I was just like gobsmacked at where <laughs> where his talent went. So. That has soured me on that guy. Uh huh. Like, there's nothing worse than seeing somebody you think is going to be good just throw down a dog. So, right. What year was that? Uh, 2004 or five. Or yeah, six, something, or something like, like that. that. Do you do you remember that, Tim? Uh, ben, you you saw some of that with me, didn't you? What was he yeah. called? He, he went under a fake name. Well, I can't remember what it was called. He was the Night Watchman. The Night Watchman. Thank you very much. Yeah, that record's not very good, and that performance is not very good. Uh, I would say your mileage will vary with our guy right morello i I mean i've seen him a couple i've seen him two times with springsteen and i thought that was pretty good i never got a chance to see rage against the machine this may or may not be a popular opinion on this podcast i freaking love rage against the machine like i think they're great and i really really his his guitar work is super extra mega derivative it's just led zeppelin with a cool guy rapping on over it uh-huh. like, did you hear what i said it's led zeppelin with the cool guy rapping. <laughs> like, that's amazing well, <laughs> no little, beef with that <laughs> he's got a little industrial like trent reznor um you know eddie van halen pound work. cake in there too like i mean it's not just pure zeppelin ripoff especially on battle for los angeles like there's I don't know. I consider cool it to be just 100 percent. it's all the rover to me like it that's, oh that's interesting okay yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I, like I dig it. him. I dig. I dig them. And um, there's he's got enough in the bank with me where like it's he's going to keep playing oh. it out. Like I'm, oh, I'm just yeah. going to keep. And I'll listen. I, yeah. I like him. Yeah, I yeah. like his ideas. I like his approach. 
I weirdly uh, like the stupid cover. Sorry to interrupt. I really like the stupid cover record that they did. Oh yeah, their version of Renegades, Renegades of Funk, of Funk is amazing. So hard, and so I, I love it. And this is one of those ones that I wouldn't give up on with the girls. Like I kept playing it for them, and they were like, "We hate this. Why are you playing this for us?" And I and, and I literally Hang had this argument there. with with Dolly and Georgia, where they were like, "We hate the song," and I was like, "Well, then then you guys can't be Renegades." You have to be a part of the machine. I get to be a renegade. Yeah. If you like this song, then you're a renegade. But if you don't want to be a renegade, you just want to like keep going along, supporting how they. And they're like, <laughs> apparently, you're working for the man. Okay, fine. Yeah, no, totally. I was like, enjoy being an investment banker. That's fine. You know. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. That I is terrific. It. Yeah, his. Uh, his guitar work uh, is, is, of course, incredible, but what he wrote on his guitar, it's not This Machine Kills Fascists. I know, that it, was Woody Guthrie. That was so. Woody Guthrie. Do you know what he writes on his guitar? I do not. Arm the Homeless. So a little more confrontational, like yeah, kind of ratcheted it up. I actually well, do. fascists is a lot. <laughs> I do actually kind of like that. I was disappointed. I was really excited for that show. Oh, and that's set, a bummer. And, uh, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting career, like Rage Against the Machine, and then he does some solo work, and then he hooks up with Springsteen, and then The Watchmen, uh, and now this album in 2018. It's... No, and he picks he a mean fight on Twitter, too. Oh, he yeah. Unafraid He's a that, terrific yeah. Twitter follow. Yeah. Um, you know, when certain people go after him he's like you haven't listened to my music have you you don't understand yeah, all right oh, and then he did the crazy project with chuck d and the guy from yeah. um cypress hill too oh you're that's right. right yeah yeah yeah. uh prophets of rage yes good stuff Which is a little bit funny to go from rage against the machine to prophets of rage oh is dude he gonna... did that was not by mistake that's not i know but his next band will be called rage rage against the dying of the light <laughs> Profit. I mean, they, if I were him, I would try to get three or four more Rage bands in there. For oh, sure. he's got to be so bummed that he can't get Rage on the, against the machine back on the road. He wants that in the worst possible. Oh, yeah. Well, they they yeah. just announced they they're going to go out next summer. All the dates are are re, uh, really with the original yeah. singer. I thought that guy would yeah. never do it. No, so. they were supposed to go out. Don't you remember they were supposed to headline Coachella before Bon before the pandemic oh, smashed? I've forgotten it. this. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're going to go out in 2022, and it's. Uh, it's uh, it's actually got it got a bunch of shit like it's you know uh, rage against the cash grab and machine spelled with a dollar <laughs> sign and people are not not wow. super happy about it. What if they're gonna? But I think it'd be fun to away. see. Right? Yeah, oh, I'm I'm super happy about it. Yeah, me too. I don't that you know. There's nothing wrong with a little cash grab if you can fix up your basement. Rage against the machine from a safe different different distance with earplugs sounds pretty good to me. So. And it's Zach De La Roca, right? Roche. Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. yeah. All right, fellas, I am going to take my wife out on a date at nine o'clock on a Wednesday night. Wow. Timmy, what are you guys go. doing? Well, we might, go, we might go to Universal <laughs> Joint and sit outside um, and drink a beer and have French fries. That's kind of the romantic. That sounds really That actually good. sounds amazing. <laughs> All right. I will see you guys next week for 2019. Don't forget your homework. Three favorite concerts you've ever been to. And hey, That's if you're listening, you could play along at home and then list your three favorite concerts on our Twitter feed. That could be fun. I got to think about this. This is hard. Not that you are interested in my opinion. <laughs> oh, Timmy, you're the which, best. Which summer tour of the Beach Boys? Really? 
All right. I, yeah, I was. I'm sad you didn't get to see the monkeys. That's gonna. I assume that was one of your three near misses, right? All right. All right. That's that's our cue, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Well done, fellas. We'll talk to you later. Be well. Hey, if you're having as much fun as we are, leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a rating on Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a shout. And then check us out on Twitter or at our Facebook page, 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Acid.